The following program is a fan-made review and reaction show. It is in no way affiliated with the movie trivia Schmodown or Skybound Entertainment. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Ultimate Schmodown Show. We we are back. We got three hot matches to talk about this week in the singles tournament. I'm your host, Colin. Joining me today, all the way across the pond, is the only other person on this crew who has also seen the movie Tenet, and there will be no spoilers on this show. Over here, Boggs. How's it going, bud? I thought this was the uh, Tenet spoiler room, you know? Um, No, that... May okay. also be on the channel if we want to put that up. Who knows? Let us know could, in the comments could below. Do. Could do, yeah. Uh, yeah, but apart from that, all good, man. Just uh, another another week, another action-packed week. And yeah, can't wait to to break things down with you before our live show Friday night. Dude, Friday night. What a segue. You know, we're getting real good at this. This is pro stuff. <laughs> because today's match, Mark Riley versus Video Drew, you'll be seeing this on Thursday. So hopefully, you know, you might be watching this before or after you watch that match. Catch our review of that live tomorrow at 8 p.m. East Coast time. We'll be joined by a very special guest. Box, should we let him know now? Why not? Let's do it. The delinquent himself, Lon Harris, will be joining the Ultra Schmodown Show. Folks, do you get guests like this all the time? No. So we're going to take this one very seriously. I don't know if you've been following the show, but uh, we've had his brother, Don, on the show. And today, later on in the show, we are going to have our very own lawn hunter himself, John Barr, see if he could uh, track down lawn one last time before he joins us on the show. I, I can't wait, Boggs, because uh, hopefully, hopefully somebody's kept him fed and hopefully, you know, they've they've cleaned up that theater enough so that uh, other people can come and enjoy maybe tenant. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I, I want to try and not uh just kind of lose myself laughing the whole stream so uh that's the uh that's my aim just trying not to you know try and keep composed and ask him some decent questions and not just laugh at everything that he says so uh that's my that's my goal for that for that, for that okay stream. boggs you're on the red team i'm on the blue team i'll start at the end you start at the beginning and i'll see you somewhere in the middle bud how about that <laughs> and before the, oh yeah see if you know if you know you know so let's get into it we had three great matches this week monday's match yep we had Shannon, Liz Shannon Miller going off against the Switchblade, Rachel Lightning, Liz, Lightning, Liz Shannon Miller. Talk about that fire-bending lightning energy this girl's got going on. She's got Prince, Mad Princess Azula vibes I see coming out right now. And then that Tuesday match with the return of the Insnider himself making his return to the ring. It's been almost a year. It feels like it's yeah. been a year. In the times we're living in right now, it's felt like four years. Mm -hmm. Going up against the party crasher, Robert Montano. Oh, that match it gets the heart pumping a couple times. I mean, whew, not in, in unexpected ways. Yep. You know, we're going to close it out with a, you know, all-time first-round talent-wise in a match. The Barbarian. Craig, the barbarian, mm -hmm. Ugh, going up <laughs> against Whitney Seibold, uh, just a true vet in this league now. Whitney's just been hanging yep. around a couple seasons and knows his way around. And 
who's definitely, you know, I, I just, there's a couple of people right now that I think they're going to look at their performances this season and think that uh, a change of scenery could do them well. Whitney's yeah. one of those guys. I think uh, probably Rachel might be one of those looking looking for maybe um, we say this in the NFL and uh, the NBA. There's always articles right after free agency. It says um, old faces in new places. And I think we're going to see a lot of that next season. And mm -hmm. I think it's going to be for the betterment of a lot of the players. Box. Okay. Let's hop into that Monday match, man. Because Lightning yep. Liz and the Switchblade, and they went at it. Back alley brawl. I mean, this match had everything you wanted from trash talk at the top to just crazy knowledge getting thrown around here. And for Liz, who it's been a minute. I mean, this is her first digital match. And it's been since she went up against Del Rio. Well, I mean, back in the back in the studio days, and that was a long mm -hmm. time ago. We keep talking about time. That felt that feels like two years ago. So to come back in and perform the way she did was just, I mean, if you're swag, you feel like you're you got a little gem here right now because these are now just free points that yep. you got going for swag. And at the top of the leaderboard, you'll you know you'll take anything to separate yourself. So going through this one, both of them pretty even through the first round. I mean, it gets a little dicey there for Rachel. Falls behind 3-2. Comes back. Stays with Liz. Both missing the sixth question. And then both, both of them nailing the last two. And it's only a one-point lead for Liz going into round two. Overall, at this point, neither no perfect round. So that's a win if you're Rachel. You don't get that extra little bump to go up, you know, to be down three. It's a 9-6. It's huge. It's way different from seven six. Seven six. Sure. You're in the game. Um, Fox, were you leaning a certain way after round one? Were you surprised to see Lightning Liz come out and perform like this, or do you think this is just what we should come to expect from her now? Yeah. So I'll, I'll address a few things there. Just my thoughts on, on round one. I've got one quite important point to make. I'll come to that last. Um, yeah. Firstly, I just think um, I was super super impressed with Liz Shannon Miller. Like, I completely forgot of how kind of um just of how good she is like um there's a reason why she's beating del rio uh, obviously we've just seen him lately against chance how well he's done uh she's got a win against him a win against jte which was she was never supposed to win um and yeah she's obviously going into this match and just going clear um you know obviously missing the one question um as opposed to uh silver streaming where you know Big things are expected. You know, she talks a big game, uh, a faction talker up. Um, you know, she goes back and forth with the fans a lot. Um, and yeah, we're expecting kind of big things from her because even in the promo, she's attacking um, Miller's record, uh, you know, saying wins against, you know, lesser players, against nobodies. But I mean, compared to you, who's zero and two, I mean, if you're going to do that, that's fine. You've got to back it up, though. You've got to back it up. And um, obviously, going seven, six down, it wasn't a massive deficit, but you were down. Liz um, passed the Colin test. Rachel did not. Six and a half. Yeah, exactly. Liz I thought that. I thought that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I thought that. Um, but I've got a, a major issue with, with round one, and it's slightly controversial. So just bear with me a minute whilst I'll explain. So get ready, Connor, because you're going to love this. Okay. So the last match, okay. Uh, so I don't know if you were aware, the last match that the Pride played um, were against um, Final Exam, right? Correct. And they've, and they've, a question was asked. Uh, and wait, let me just skip a little bit. Like, so I saw Janine's tweet after their match. 
Do you happen to see that tweet, Bandy? I did not. Well, okay. I think I did. Yeah, I think I did. Do you, can you tell me I what it is? I don't remember what it okay. said, but I remember so, seeing something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a bit controversial. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And she said that she believes that some players do not study black movies. Okay, in the in the showdown. Okay, they watch them. They don't study them like they study other categories, other wheel slices. And I thought, and I, I remember seeing it, and I remember thinking, that's not true. Surely that can't be true, especially in today's you know society where everything going on politically in America and you know um, around a lot of the Western societies and stuff like. Surely, like you know in the sh you know in the first round now that you know you're getting asked questions about um, you know about black movies or a character. She really said, um, "Dolomite is my name," didn't she? That's what I'm getting to. That's what wow. just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Yeah. Just give me a minute. Let, let, let me build it up. Okay. So she's okay. So she's gone. Um, because this is my point. Like in the in the last Pride match, that's when uh, Janine tweeted it. Okay. Uh, and then and th and that question was who played Martin Luther King? Okay, not not no little character or no, you know, who whatever. Who played Martin Luther King in Selma? Okay. And I think I think I don't remember exactly. I think everyone got it right apart from uh, Rachel. Um and uh it was david i forgot i forget the pronunciation of his surname it's oleo or something but he's british i know, I know the guy. He, he voices agent callus in um, star wars rebels but anyway that's him yeah <laughs> that's him yeah and uh he's the guy okay so oh, that was that <laughs> that's what she tweeted anyway okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the same guy but anyway he, she's the one that tweeted that okay and then it coming to this match so obviously i'm watching this round i've heard the question you know who, in what movie does Eddie Murphy, put, uh, you know, where he um, portrays a, a, a prince, a barber, and yeah. an old Jewish guy? Right. Okay, and I'm thinking, obviously, it's, you know, like, okay, bear in mind what Janina said. Bear in mind, it's the same competitor that she's made that tweet against. Bear in mind, this is one of the most iconic, you know, culturally relevant movies. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's the most iconic scene in that movie. Okay, so obviously they're talking i don't know i thought maybe it's a guy thing because in that scene they're specifically talking about who's the best fighter of all time who's the best boxer they're talking about muhammad ali talking right, about mike right, tyson right, right, yeah right. that's how i specifically remember that right. scene and um and they're both yeah one said dolomite is my name and the other has said um nutty professor no professor i'm like what the winston must have been pulling his hair out i thought what the hell? and then my summary to that story is Ginny's right Janine's right. How do you not know that? That is one of the most iconic movies for any minority. And on the level of like, if we want to like put like, that's so, not that even took me a out deep the whole cut. Match, like, right. Like, you want to talk about like, that's not even a deep uh, cut. Exactly. In like, not even a exactly. deep cut Around of a movie. one question. You want to talk about a deep cut? Let's go like Undercover Brother. I was brother. so disappointed. Like, like, let's line up the cast of Undercover Brother for me. Like, come on. Like, let's get real. Like, that, like come on. <laughs> like, Coming I saw to the America, tweet. Oh, I saw the man. tweet. I completely said, oh, "Genie, what you're talking about? You know, that's just a silly statement." No. And to see it come to fruition, I was so gutted. I was like, "Oh my god!" But obviously, they didn't dwell on it. I knew Winston must have been pulling his hair out because that's an absolutely basic question for you know. Obviously, coming to America, you know, for any kind of minority, for any immigrant, for any refugee, for anyone else, you know, I just so many different minorities would have, you know, that's an iconic movie. And for these guys just to casually miss it, I like, and I thought, "Oh my god!" It was just so. Yeah, it just took me out of round one, but obviously we got back in after that. So yeah, I just wanted to get that in, off man. my chest. No, you're good. You're good. I feel it. It's like that's uh, it was definitely here, and you're like, oh, yeah, those I was, were off. I was you waiting for Winston. You can hit a drive right down the middle, or yeah. you can shake it left, you can shake it right, and somehow one went left and the other one went right. Like it yeah. was a completely different direction for each answer. Exactly. But I mean, Winston just has to be on cloud nine at this point.
like we mentioned at the top of the show, I mean, he's he's got a diamond here right now. Like Liz Absolutely, is, yeah. she's on fire. And I uh, I did like that for the first question. The 2010s category was a was this kind of a mirror to a question we saw yeah, last yeah, week because yeah. <laughs> we did see the the question of uh, and that's unlucky, you know, like it's one of the two, right? You're yeah, and... one of the two. And, you know, these players probably didn't have the, you know, the ability to like watch these matches before, you know, watch the other competitors beforehand. Yeah, so, yeah true, true, true. Yeah. You know, where we get the benefit of hindsight. Mm-hmm. But going through, uh, Shannon she comes through and Rachel steals that second question for one point, leaving it nine to eight. She checks down to multiple choice on the third question, nailing that, checks down again. Rachel stealing that one on the fourth question for another point. So it's 10 yep. nine at the end of at the end of just Shannon's run here. So Rachel really closing the gap here. I mean, honestly, Rachel seems to take a take a bit of confidence coming out of that first round box. I was honestly really, I, I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely was it just overall seeing the score at the end when it's saying 10, nine, I was like, wow. Cause yeah, she only did only get three points surprisingly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't the, the easiest round uh, in the world, but you know, Liz was there to sweep it all up. You know, she swept the, f- the first one, obviously she kind of narrowed it down for her and uh, yeah, she's got the Matthew McConaughey one as well so yeah it was 10-9 I was thinking oh man you know uh she talks a good talk Rachel but obviously it wasn't coming to fruition. oh wait was that Rachel that went first no, yeah Rachel went first yeah because it was opponent's choice I'm going back and looking at the yes. match Rachel went first it was, it was still 2010s though it was still 2010s yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Rachel so so reverse those steals sorry folks reverse those steals yeah yeah, yeah. Shannon steals them or Liz Shannon steals them on yes one Rachel. and three not yes. two and four Yes, correct, excuse correct, me correct. so then going into snl which mm. the first question might be my favorite question ever asked in the schmodown what movie do the main characters say we're on a mission from god <laughs> oh my god because everybody needs somebody and, oh, man, Blues Brothers. <laughs> it's the Bob. Sorry, Blues Brothers has a special part. It's a special place in my heart, man. Uh, okay. I love the movie so much. Uh, so SNL movies, probably one of the if we were if a deepest cut categories. You could probably get into some weird stuff on this one. Um, mm. Can we just put Andy every Andy Samberg movie in here now? Can Hot Rod be in here? Because I think that uh, <laughs> needs to count. She goes in and I, she crushes this category. Yep. Two, two, and checks down on the four. Yeah, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. Breeze Easy it. money. So flat. That was one of the quickest round twos I think I've ever seen. Like it was all done probably within a minute, if that. So she stole three points. Yep. And she, she scored seven. seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a hell of a second round. I mean, just, you know, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's taking advantage of every situation that comes before you. So going into round three. Oh, let's take a second. Welcome to the desk, fellow. Reaction oh, yeah, show host. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Danielle Ramirez, welcome <laughs> to the desk. Yeah. Congratulations. That was Definitely. awesome. Well done filling in for the baby carrots himself. Maybe next time you can fill in for Christian Harloff. That would be nice. <laughs> but I thought did a fantastic job. Oh, she done great. I mean, yeah, yeah, she done great. She was funny. Been, oh, was yeah. on it. Like nice to see a lady doing it. Oh, nice to see a lady all season calling a calling a match. Yeah, she done great, man. Another, you know, one of us really. You yeah. know, she's uh uh, you've done absolutely fantastic. I've seen her so many times on the on the court action guys, you know, and Shmobates and all that. So yeah, she's done absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to all you guys. Hopefully we see more of that. 
Yeah, I mean, let's get let's get some hosts in there uh, at the end asking these questions. Christian, man, you got to do all this stuff, baby. We're here. We need some help. <laughs> we'll we'll come in there. Ask. Need a new Jen Sturger? I can grow my hair out. Let's go. That's it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. go. Let me get these locks back, like I had them back in uh, <laughs> high school. And uh, man, let's just roll into that third round, man. That third yeah. round. Whew. Seventeen nine. That's a that's a ladder to climb. Yep. Steep ladder to climb. You got to have a lot of stuff go wrong which is really hard to ask to do when somebody's playing as well as liz was mm-hmm. two-pointer mark Wahlberg plays some football three-pointer um man that was uh that's a tough question yeah yeah i mean so- that uh yeah so uh that then causes some controversy yeah so then Going, she then just gets asked a new question, correct? Yeah, basically, yeah. She's challenged it because uh, Sterling K. Brown is, is prominent in the movie, but they've right. asked for the two leads. Right. Um, which I don't know that. I've not, I've not seen that movie, but I, I know seen he's it in it. I know he's in it. That's it. That's the. So I kind of understand where she's coming from. Whether I didn't know whether she's right in terms of a challenge, but he's the only face that I recognize in that movie. And uh, yeah, she's got it. You know, they've got it reversed and she's got another question, which. You know, she kind of half knew she knew Jamie, but she didn't know the full name. And yeah, she's been, uh, you know, TKO'd. And I just think uh, Miller's just like, she's so nice. Like, she's just smiling, just happy to be there. She, she's got like a different energy compared to a lot of other people. And uh, she just seems, yeah, like such a great player. And even Winston was like, yeah, she's so nice and everything. It was, she just got a really good way about her, like a really nice vibe. And she knows her stuff. It's yeah, a vibe. Similar. That's she's, a great word. It's a vibe. And she yeah. sticks to it. It's very hard for your play style to suit your character, whatever, you know, she does, she's mm. not a, like a flamboyant character no. by any means. Like what we have in this league. Very yeah. competent, very calm. And she's a different type of competitor. That reminds me of a, I don't, she's take, like Perry. take she's the like confidence Perry, like. out. I'll almost take the confidence out of Paulo Yama, like original quiet Paulo Yama <laughs> would come in and just play his game. Right. Just yeah. came in and wanted to earn respect. And once he earned the respect, mm-hmm. He was a different player, right? He was able no. to show that he was capable of hanging with the big boys and he won his belt. I, I Liz shows that kind of, you know, that kind of thirst, right? Mm-hmm. She she wants to go after it and doesn't let the moment like, you know, get her down. Yeah. It didn't seem at any point she never felt rattled and no. that's huge with, you know, st- stacked up against what the rest of this tournament could possibly throw at her. I mean, Chance Ellison next up for her. Yeah. I mean, I know Chance Ellison knows Jamie Bell, so that won't <laughs> be a problem. Like, oh, I, quick shout out to Jamie Bell. So sorry that you had to be the second lead and jumper. <laughs> and then you were Ben Grimm in the worst Fantastic Four movie. And then you were the co-lead in Rocket Man. Like, come on. I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, I've, I've could come up for the guy. I like the guy. He's one of those guys that was in a lot of shit movies when I was growing up. It's like, hey, that yeah. guy's in a lot of stuff. He's a working actor. That guy's working. Chance is a working player, though. I'm right. But he's coming to play. Liz has a leg up. They both have now defeated Mr. Del Rio. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive guy who came out really strong against Chance. Did yeah. and gave gave him a Gave him a real scrap, man. I mean, that was that was one of the best matches of the year. If we're putting it in comparison, you know, just match by match basis. Yeah. See what she's got. I think chances. I mean, if Chance can get through this, 
man, these are bigger tests than a lot of other people are having to go through right now in this tournament. That's all mm -hmm. I'm going to say. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. He's got a hard road to get there. And if he gets through it, man, this is some tough. This is tough. Some player of the year stuff. If he gets through all these players and keeps standing up against him, the way Barbarian's playing right now, and we'll get mm -hmm. to his match after the next. Yep. Ooh, we, that's another one. You're just like, oh my God, that's like a full, you know, the wave coming at the, uh, the wave of water that rushes away the, um, the, uh, what are they? The Nazgul and the riders and, and the fellowship of the, the ring. Rings, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the, what chance in the barbarian, you know, just some of these guys like Snyder, that's just how mm. they feel right now. They just feel like they're on a roll yeah. and you just can't stop them. And I want to see these waves go at it, you know. Like I want it's like two water benders in Avatar. Like, well, you both use yeah. the water. I don't know what's going to happen here, but somebody's going to lose. Jeff Snyder's back. The in Snyder has returned to the Schmodown. One of the most anticipated <laughs> returns for me all season long. No I've doubt. been waiting. Jeff has Jeff is one of. I mean, if you don't put Jeff on, I mean, if you don't have him somewhere near your top five all timers. You must have shown up like two years ago because the man helped build this league. It is a cornerstone um, and probably is the greatest teams player of all time. Like I, I could say, I could say that with probably pretty good confidence. And if you don't agree with me, please come find me in the comment section because I got years and years of schmodowns to back it up because they're the only ones who have defended that belt that many times the patriots were the patriots of the movie trivia showdown they were the new england patriots they were the san mm -hmm. antonio spurs they yeah. were consistency 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 all the time and the dude has brought it back and he's brought a vibe with him uh the great david b's got that soundtrack that busts in the little irish jig little boston jig every time and i get up and dance like it's 2014 up in here and the patriots are coming out to play it's awesome and Snyder feels it too. I could tell. Snyder, let's just let them read the let them read the questions. Let them read the answers. We got audio listeners. All right. We got audio <laughs> listeners. Listen to it. See, you see, you see. See, see, see. Yeah, we know, we know. Mr. Brooks, we got it, dude. <laughs> so this match, we got Jeff Snyder going up against the party crasher himself, Robert from Late to the Party. Mm -hmm. First time he's played a match, not paired with his partner Vanessa. Yep. And now they're not even in the same faction. So he's under the tutelage of the great, the inglorious one himself, Sam Levine. Mm -hmm. Snyder over here with the rock stars. Roxy's over here. I mean, she's really building up this rock star roster is finally starting to show its stripes a little bit. It seems like they can hang. Jericho showed us what he had on Friday. We know mm -hmm. he's definitely coming back because we talked about that on Saturday. That dude found the thirst for the Schmodown, man. He found what it, he yeah, smelled what it was definitely. like to win, and he almost had it. And Snyder, I think, is definitely one to you know if he watches this match. I think Jericho's probably going to start watching all these matches now. He can look at Snyder and be like, "Ooh, he's on my team. He can help <laughs> me with some of this." And imagine Snyder and you know Jericho on a call. Robert, on the other hand. I don't, Robert just seems like a different animal that Jeff Snyder just eats for breakfast every day. And that's not like anything mean against Robert. It's just like they're two vastly different types of people. 
one seems to be on a mission. The other seems to be in the way of the person on the mission. You're just a casualty in my way. Um, this is nothing personal. But Jeff Snyder, Fox, dude, gives him the business. He pretty much started in his promo. Soon as soon as his promo dropped, I heard, "Oh, this this is going to save you. you. You shouldn't have bothered. This will save you getting in, you know, knocked out and saving getting embarrassed." I was laughing. Is you know just how many highlights he's got? Is you know his dancing, his costumes, uh, his his jokes, his banter. Like absolutely, he is. Uh, for me, he's. Uh, I don't know where. I've not really thought where he is in my kind of top ten, potentially top five. But he's hundred percent top five favorite players uh, of all time for me. Like the guy's absolute electric entertainment. His interviews, his post matches on backstage. I absolutely love the guy. Some people get annoyed with this. Some people think he's a heel or whatever. I think this guy is fantastic. Like for me, like obviously, um, you know, Roker's announced that he's not going to be doing backstage very shortly. So they need another host. Get him on. Imagine getting or getting him his own little like Schneider's Corner section every every week. Like, oh my god, I'd love that so much. Welcome to Snyder's Corner. <laughs> Does a little dance on his intro, and yeah, man, I, I just love it. Like the you know his glasses when he wears hoods or whatever. Like, and he can play. That's the best thing. Like, like you're saying, like he's got the second most title um, uh, wins in title matches after Dan Moore. Moore's on eleven. He's on eight. So anyone that's doubting his kind of um, his greatness in this game and where he ranks is... Look yeah, at and then take away singles out of yeah. Dan's and it's exactly. Snyder by a mile. Yeah, exactly. Right? So and he's with two by, teams as well. And he's looking... Have you ever heard of the Bryan brothers? They're the best doubles team of all time in tennis. They have won over $200 million in prize money, but they play doubles and they don't get, you know, obviously the highlights that the that the singles players do. But they're just as great, and it's a different game, and they're perennial champions. The Patriots were that for a long time, Absolutely. but they were also top of the league. Everyone, for two seasons, everyone was playing for the right to beat the Patriots. And he has that confidence that mm -hmm. Roberts never even tasted that. So yeah. that's just unfortunate. This is like one of those, yeah. like, you know, this is just one of those lopsided matchups that yeah, even if Robert comes up yeah. with yeah, when Robert comes in with his best game, Snyder can still work his way around it. And it's just exactly. one of those things that you just like Robert definitely seems more like the teams. He's got like get Robert a good teams partner and he is mm -hmm. in because that's mm -hmm. just those those little things that he was missing in this match were just those little things where you could, you know, lean on somebody, lean on that partner to be like, hey, yeah, throw me a bone oh, a little bit here. Woody Harrison, like exactly that little nope. Woody you know. Harrelson. I got Willie. You mean Woody? Got it. Yeah, and then yeah, boom. Yeah. It's just that little thing. But I mean, going into round one, man. Jeff almost went perfect as if it wasn't for the dang road to El Dorado. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. it wasn't a surprise that he missed the uh, animation question. Um, but, yeah, the guy knows what he knows, you know. I, whether it's true of how much he does or doesn't study, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, man, the guy just knows so much, obviously. Uh, he's a big voice in the kind of uh, reporting collider community, so he kind of knows what he knows. Um, but, yeah, man, I just I love his style. I love his antics. Uh, he can do no wrong for me. He's like the guy's such an awesome player. So, uh, so glad to have him back, and and happy that he's gone kind of clear in that first round, getting getting seven out of uh, seven out of eight. Obviously, Robert, you know he's got his um, you know, he's he's done his best he can. But like you said, he's a team player and he's making his debut. So my issue with um, a kind of newer player coming in like this is for me, like I wish these guys played against each other in a playing match. So like I'm talking like people like Robert against 
like a Rachel or like uh, a Whitney Seibold, people with losing records, they because in that way these guys would have momentum going into a match against the A player because they're not, you know, they're not really gonna you're coming in cold, never playing before, playing against one of the best players of all time. Like it's I not talk about happen. this in basketball all the time, man. It's gonna all happen once out of what ten times, maybe. Yeah, the dude um, so, that just stands there in the corner that waits for the three. While like yeah, James yeah. Harden dances around and then James Harden like realizes there's five seconds left on the clock and then yeah. passes it to the dude in the corner. He's like, hey, why don't you shoot? He's like, what do you mean? I've just been standing here watching you for a minute. Like, I'm not ready for this. Like, Coming in cold. It's not. Yeah, you can never yeah. come in cold like that. Unless and, it's pretty much like I, I, it might happen. You know, next week there's all playing matches against four, you know, against four kind of seasoned guys. You know, if that happens, it's a bit of a fluke. You know, it's like a one time thing. How many kind of newer uh, players or plays with losing records, that kind of thing we've seen in this tournament. Well, I guess the argument against this is Liz, right? Because Liz just kind of did it. But then I think that's more indicative she's of She's got swag. experience. I think that's she's more got indicative of swag. Though. She's like, now she's four and two. Like she's been right. through them matches where she she's played people at her level, where she's got the confidence. She knows how, you know, how a win feels, how can, you know, the routines, how to, how to conduct herself, the experiences, right. you know, using JTs, whatever. She's got all that experiences. Like Robert hasn't got that. You know, it's his first match. Like, how are you going to beat Schneider in that scenario? So, I'd like to just in tournaments moving forward. I'd like to see these guys have their own mini make it bigger, first. right? We're, we're asking for more content. Darn, yeah. Like, <laughs> let these guys play each other first and get some wins and have some going. You know, just go through generally same the whole way match that Adam, experience. Same way that Adam had to come in to now play yeah. Roka. Like, you, yeah. you probably wouldn't. Less, but I okay. Here's here's your point. Mm. You know, in numbers form. If mm. if Adam hadn't played the first match, but then just got the Roka match, yeah, Roka is going to be way more favored than however favored he is right now because mm. we had never seen Adam before. Now you've seen Adam, you've seen the way he plays. You can make a fair assessment that the guy can win, and that changes the numbers a little bit. But now you know Robert not having that chance to come in, he mm. comes in cold against a player who is one of those guys who can stand in the corner and wait his turn and Being just come in hot. Yeah. Yeah, Snyder's he'll even say, man, he doesn't he didn't study like that. Like that's not his MO. Like that's mm. not the way he plays. He's okay, he's Allen Iverson. Jeff Snyder's Allen Iverson. He's like practice. Like we were in here talking about practice. Like if he ever went up against Kevin Smith or anybody from the dungeon, he'd be like, How much are you guys studying? And then whoop him. Like that's <laughs> his like he that's where he gets his confidence from. Not his knowledge, but like his confidence in what he knows because he knows he knows it, not that he's had to like go back, which is a kind of like a Michael Jordan, like cold as hell Kobe mentality where it's like, I'm going to play my game. You do whatever you're going to do. You just reminded me of something. I got a reference, which I didn't get last week. So in in the previous match, Rachel against Liz, um, I think Kate was on about uh, Steve Kerr landing a shot. Uh, and, she, and she said to... Um, I think because obviously uh, Rachel was behind in round three and she had to nail all of, you know, yep. three, two, three and five. She goes, you know, be Steve Kerr, nail the, you know, nail a three point, nail your three point. And I thought, because I've just watched the last dance over the last week. So I was like, oh, Steve Kerr, I know Steve Kerr. You know, Jordan said, be ready. And he's ready. Yeah, I got that. I got that one. Yeah. yeah so. Coach of mine, Golden State yeah, yeah. Warriors, baby. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Obviously, yeah, in the last week, I was like, yes, I got that one. So, yeah, that was, uh, was a bit, find myself on, on the back for that uh, Steve Kerr reference. Steph Curry making a little appearance on the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man, Steve Kerr, he was, uh, you know, Michael Jordan wouldn't have. Uh, one week ago, I never heard of that guy in my life. What? So, Yo, yeah. his dad's got an even crazier story. 
and you which was in the documentary his dad was uh, murdered right. in uh oh yeah of course yeah yeah, 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 yeah. is that yeah, yeah, yeah at the embassy in yeah, lebanon yeah, lebanon right? yeah, yeah, yeah in lebanon and Very, yeah yeah that's that's how my dad introduced me to steve kerr when i i first found out about when i first found out about michael jordan like when mm. i was like five i was obsessed with yeah. basketball at like age five so like when i found out about steve kerr my dad was like that guy's awesome because not because of the reason that he played basketball, because okay. like they they would chant things about his dad at like a, at opposing college oh, games at him and stuff like it was oh, crazy. And man, throw wow. out competitors. You don't you don't even know the stuff. <laughs> so, you know, let's be glad we only have, you know, your friends in the crowd cheer. Not like, you know, imagine if each uh, match of the showdown was live within crowd, like random fans in crowd every time. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah place would be wild if you had a bunch One of people in like swag jerseys and rock stars jerseys <laughs> in the crowd and everything this would be crazy man but yeah. dude let's get in second round snyder is a gentleman snyder comes in and says we're going to let robert spin so sure. so ends up spinning opponent's choice after spinning away from thrillers so logically mm -hmm. we're going to give him thrillers mm -hmm. so gets through thrillers what was it? What was the score? It was seven four before, and then at the end of the question, Robert's only up nine eight. So yeah. not looking too like that's not the performance you want to give after giving up points over to Snyder. After you know you don't want to give him any extra juice. It's just not the kind of guy you gotta you gotta basically go perfect because you gotta shake him, and to even continue his little bit of confidence is just uh, it's just tough, man. And Roxy's doing Roxy's doing a great job with Snyder. This is where her managerial style. I think this is where she got it from. She got it from her initial run with uh not with uh the odd couple, right? Like that's her initial run of success. And that is at the end of the day, what's influenced her to now, you know, other times we've kind of felt like she's been out of place with some other with some other competitors that this style doesn't really match up. But this is where it's like perfect chemistry, hundred percent. These two full Bostonian going full at it. And man, Snyder just puts the pedal to the metal and keeps on Eddie Murphy. Speaking of Eddie Murphy, I mean, he goes, nails one, gets two. Both of them miss John Lithgow. That's a really hard pull for like four minutes of a three hour movie. Honestly, I had a really hard time pulling John Lithgow in Dreamgirls, and I've seen Dreamgirls way too yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, way too many times. Jamie Fox, but no, it's not. Right, no, because it happens after they've already, like, really made it into, like, the palace, and he's the dude that wants to, like, isn't he the dude that wants her to be Cleopatra? Something like that, man. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. see, I've seen the movie way too many times. <laughs> Effie, we all, we all got problems, Effie. We all got problems. <laughs> then, Jeff, coming in with question number four, finish off with Showtime. Boom, up 13 to nine going into round three. It's, I mean, that's a great position. Four points is kind of my ideal situation. You'd always like to be up more, but four is kind of like, all right, they're going to have to nail that five, right? They're definitely going to nail that five. And it's kind of puts them in that position where all's in your court, Robert. So let's see what you got. And getting through these numbers, man, to get stuck on Cletus Cassidy like that. That's the one. That's the one where he's going to come back and that's where it's going to yeah. feel like he lost this whole thing. Cause that's, I mean, if in whatever movies that come out in the last two years, if there's a toss up, that's kind of, you know, a T ball, that's a T baller right there. And if you can't hit the T ball, it's going to be a hard, long day. 
about that because I know Snyder probably broke that story, so he would have nailed that <laughs> on. He would have nailed that on the head. I mean, he, at least Robert is one of those players, right, where he stays in the game. Yeah, because he misses that three, and then he nails the five on Kevin Klein like that, which is you know honestly happens in the next match too, in kind of a mirror fashion, and for Jeff to just come in and get the hurt locker kind of says, you know, all you got to do is nail your two at that point. When you only at, when you ask a former champion to only have to nail their two pointer bogs, champions are probably going to show up in the moment. Yeah. You know, uh, he said himself a little bit of an easy question, um, which, uh, you know, he criticized. He, that's what I mean. He's taking shots with the writers. Like who else is doing that? Um, so yeah, I just I just kind of love the shots. But yeah, I think Christian will probably time. say something about that. <laughs> probably too, like, yeah, hey, probably give him the air full up. Yeah, yeah, chill yeah. out, bro. Yeah, uh, but yeah, somebody's no. got to do it, right? I mean, if if you know if that's gonna be a character, like if, if he's obviously not saying it, like you know, I'm talking mean about it, but <laughs> to some extent, mm. it it should be allowed to some extent by the players if that's how they feel. You're not gonna yeah. like, not gonna shut them up like it's like they you know don't take away their First Amendment rights, Christian. <laughs> freedom yeah, of speech passion. you know he's a passionate guy like you can't hold him down like you know if he thinks you know someone's got easy two point he's gonna say it so that's all um yeah so yeah but now he's done great well, well i love the, the the shots between sam and, and jeff uh you know that old rivalry coming back boy could you imagine that again man <laughs> i miss those guys so much I, I man, that's honestly sam levine's one of my favorite players of all time because sam's just always been one of those dudes that I was like, oh, Sam Levine's going to be in the showdown. He was like my first celebrity in the sh in the showdown. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I mean, for him to be managing the way he is, he's going to need a shakeup. And I'm going to try to lie. Sam, we got to have a chat. Because right now, whatever this thing is, trying to ride e e Ethan, ain't it? Like right now, at least, because you're not going to see Ethan for another six months. Realistically, you're probably not going to see Ethan until maybe the championship match before the draft. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, and that like that again. May, like, he's not. He's, there's no sure thing right now for the suspects. I mean, it's whew, it's a tough place to be in, man. You know where I would like to be? I would love to be Bobby Fenstock. This Count Gucci has come alive in the back half of, of what we thought was a resurgence from other teams. The Fenstock Exchange is just as hot. I think the points are a little deceiving right now on the table. We sit here. We talk a lot about swag. Yep. We talk a lot about corruption. All hail the queen. But we've got to put some spec on the Gucci's name right now, man. Because he's he had a hell of a draft. And his draft came in clutch this year with some points that he was not expecting to get. Let's not short, let's not short the points that he's still sitting on from D Melanta. Those are points that not everybody thought were going to come through at some points in those tournaments, and mm -hmm. he made it all the way to the finals. The Barbarian has a chance here to knock out royalty after royalty after royalty to for the Barbarian to, in consecutive matches, beat both members of Critically Acclaimed, one of what used to be the most hype team in the movie trivia showdown way back when, when it was like, oh, who is uh, who's the beast partner going to be? And it's Whitney, the beauty. And these two were a match made in heaven. They did, you know, obviously critically acclaimed. Mm -hmm. But now this guy's tearing him up. And I think this guy could beat a singular beast. 
I think they're pretty even because there's there's a lot that comes into play when it comes when certain players play against each other. When it comes to guys like Chance and Oyama, they seem to nullify the age handicap where it's like there's something to be said about players who just are older than you and were alive when movies came out and didn't have to learn about the movies, but saw them and they're a part of their life. There's a certain thing to say for that. Those are two players that have done a great job of making sure that doesn't matter anymore. I know classics. I know Oscars going all the way back. And that's a huge thing that they've had to do in terms of, you know, raise themselves to the level of champions that they've both been at. Barbarian's kind of just there, man. I feel like there's, I feel like he's got just this. And Roka talked about it when he came on the show. He said, Craig's been a huge help to the Finstock Exchange. He's been sitting there helping us study. And you can see why this guy is a, this dude's a freak. Yep. <laughs> this dude's like just nailing stuff left and right. Fortunately for us, these twos go, these two dudes go seven, seven in the first round, missing the same question. Wasn't it, uh, who director? Who directed Stallone, Ray Liotta, and Robert De Niro in Copland? Copland. Yeah, yep. yeah. Couldn't both of them couldn't quite pull that. Hmm. But uh, other than that, man, seven seven in the first round. So it's kind of my point is that these are kind of just first round killers. These are there's a certain level of player that just crushes in the first round, and these guys are there. So on to the second round. Unless you have, do you got anything to add? Because I feel no, like no, not really. Just Whitney, you know. Like, I mean, they're both done well. Like you said, they're both good plays. It's just that Whitney hasn't got that confidence. He just needs, like, a, obviously he's 0-3 now, whatever it was, 0-3, 0-4. He just needs that one, you know, that 1-3, 1-4, just to get in that confidence going in to a, a match where he's kind of supposed to lose or he's not the favourite. So I think we'd see upsets more if that if that was to happen. But, you know, it's too late now. Christian kind of uh, alludes to, like, well, will we see you drop the beauty charade and not charade but like what well, we see you drop this facade next year and maybe come with a little harsher mentality at this game because i know he's got the knowledge and i think he just gets tripped up on see there's a thing where lawn and you know whitney they're not they weren't too pompous about their choices in movies but that was part of their character with that lawn would kind of joke about animated movies and comic book movies and talk about cinema and all that stuff and the difference between the two That'll come back to bite you in the ass in this game if you're serious about it. If that's mm. really how you feel about it and you don't watch the movies, you're not a complete player. you got to figure out a way to fill in those voids. And, I mean, it seems right now that Whitney's got to find a way to find a fire, right? A lot of players have a fire. Some have, uh, you know, a pelt that they like to stroke. What is the pelt's name? It's not a pelt. It's Elvis. A full, Elvis. It's a full. Yeah. Excuse me, Elvis. It is a full, full creature that we know we know not its length and width. But going into round two, Oscars for the Barbarian. Pretty solid. I mean, he checks down once for Kate Blanchett on question number two and nails the three and nails the four. I mean, the dude checks down once and goes perfect. Yep. That's about all you can ask. I mean, besides going perfect, that's about yep. as well as you can do. Didn't give up Pretty any much. steals. Mm-hmm. Talk about Ken Napsok for a second, Box. Is this the kind of managing from Ken Napsok you expect going forward? Uh, yes. I mean, it was, it's was. it been better than what he kind of first come in at 
uh, you know, saying that kind of uh, he's just in it for the money, that kind of thing. So, yeah, now he's, you know, he's helping Whitney, telling him the right things, you know, telling him to use his repeats, you know, all the tactical stuff. So, yeah, I'm expecting that moving forward. Well, saying that he's only got one guy left in, in the uh, team's tournament. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I would, it's, it's better now, but um, maybe too little, too late kind of thing. But, yeah, it's nice to see him kind of doing better and contributing more in round two. Oh, sorry, with these guys in, uh, before it's too late. All right, Boggs, if you need to step away for a second, I can carry the end of round two and then just wave your hand and let me know when you're ready to come back. All right, bud? Yep, just drop me. All out. right. Folks, welcome to the Collins Show. We're going to cover the last little bit of round two. Excuse me as I look over my other screen here. Cybold coming out and spinning spy movies. So we see this at the end, right? He's not too confident in the spy movies category, just at its broadness. That's another thing we got to think about when players are coming to the wheel, right? When players are coming to the wheel in these kinds of situations, they want what they're confident in. And yes, while you may be confident in spy movies, the broadness of a category can come back to bite you, just like we saw Chance uh, in his last match up against Del Rio. I mean, the guy just won the inner geekdom tournament spins in her geekdom but just can't seem so you know it's too broad right so when you get into a situation like that you just got to focus up whitney comes in he seems fairly confident in the category it's not that he's underconfident in the category but you know the question writers do a great job of throwing in some stuff throwing in some bones here like there's i mean the red sparrow question fantastic obviously i haven't seen it so i just lean sebastian stan but, uh, that, you know, it's just one of those things. Obviously, the man from uncle category, the man from uncle question. You know, it's one of the two, right? So if you know it, you know it. If you don't, it's what it's just like well, what we talked about earlier with uh, uh, the Dark Tower questions. It's either Idris or it's Matthew McConaughey. If you don't know the movies and you just saw the trailers, then you're just guessing, right? So then we come to the last question. And I want, and then I thought this was great, and we'll get Boggs's uh, perspective on this when he comes back. I think the way that the question writers are starting to lean into these more uh, tricky questions, where they're leading you one way and then sharply steering you to another, is really great when it comes to like, if you want to hold these closer to the vest on, you know, your uh, your question fours or in the in the in your round two, your last question round two, or even your uh, or even your five pointer right these these players are so you know stuck on getting asked questions of who directed this who starred in this who played this role in this movie getting unique like this is what we're looking for like this is the kind of stuff that intentionally throws people off excuse me this just all kind of seems to me that the game's evolving in a great way and the questions is a way for it to evolve. Those round one questions of who directed this, starting to get into you know just the basics of round one. Let's see these questions evolve in round two, even in the ones that require twenty seconds. Uh, those kind of questions are you know we started to see those where they gave them starting like season three. They would be like, all right, you got twenty seconds to answer this. So overall, I mean, Whitney just got thrown some ringers. To be honest, I mean, he got, I mean, this last one, Mads Mikkelsen plays the chef in Casino Royale, but who played him in the 1967 comedy version? I mean, that's what I'm talking about here. 
we're talking about making your brain go one way and then sending you in a completely opposite direction. I mean, that's that's just good question writing. And just shout out to everybody over there. Abby, PJ, everyone over on the question writing team. You guys just right now, the last couple of weeks, stepping it up and taking these questions to another dimension. And it's been super impressive to watch. Obviously, it's stumbling some people up, but that's your job. It's your job to stumble people up. And I think going forward, we're going to see a lot more of that. And hopefully what we see a lot more of from me, quick little segue. We've got just Ken and Count or Gucci, whatever you want to call them. Ken and Gucci are two of the oldest. Uh, and Okay. All right. I'm going to eat it on that one. They're not two of the old. They've been around the longest. Sorry. They've been around the longest as some of the folks in the league. The professionals, they've done their jobs. And now they've kind of honed their craft enough to where they can change it up a bit. And as we're getting into round three, I'll bring Boggs back in. Boggs, we're talking yeah. about uh, just talking about the managers. The transition, I was talking about the questions. So I was talking about the question writing and how we've kind of seen that evolve over the last couple of weeks. Uh, talking about that last question that Whitney gets asked in round two, where I described it's kind of leading you down one road and then a sharp turn into yesteryear. Hmm. I like those. As the as round two questions and as even five pointers to offer a, a new depth to question asking, aside from just who directed this, what year did this come out? Like uh, like another way, for example, you could do it is like the Lindsay Lohan remake of The Parent Trap came out in 1997, but what year did the original come out in? Like something like that, like that kind of stuff. It's 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 opening the doors. For I think the where the game can evolve, and I didn't even realize the questions could be a place that the game could evolve from. Yeah, it's same thing. I mean, a bit of a. I mean, was it really a trick question? I think I think Whitney uh, just kind of assumed you know it was his mistake, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of see where he's coming from, but audio's gone. It's not, not, sorry, not like a new, you know, not like kind of tripping you up kind, but one to just like lead your brain down one direction and then make it ask it a totally different thing. I think it's kind of a, yeah, something yeah. I'd like to see more and more out of. Yeah. Why not? Um, you know, people have, uh, all kind of over the years have taken a lot of shots at, uh, you know, the writers and stuff. So yeah, now they're having fun, you know, now, now the boys in their court when there's matches every week, uh, you're going to get these twists into Now I particularly liked, um, the Barbarians round two kind of Oscars questions. You know, he wasn't getting straightforward. Oh, you know, who won best supporting actress in 19, you know, 60, whatever. Right. He was getting, oh, you know, which two actors of, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I like the uh, kind of more trivia, trivial questions, um, which let me just get it up, which I actually wrote them down. One second. So, uh, yeah, like Empire of the Sun, like which ones right. they're lost out on all the Oscars to which movie. I, I like right. that. Uh, or that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah, exactly. just nice. It, that's just new, kind of, kind of stuff, different. Yeah. It's not, but it's not even right. It's not even meant to trip you up. It's just making your brain stimulate different parts of your brain. Exactly. And that's just solid. Like I like that kind of stuff. Like that's it's different. Not the most it's, up and down. Exactly. You know, statistical ones, kind of thing. Right. Like nobody's yeah, breezing like, through these questions. Absolutely. That's kind of yeah. what I want in round two. Like like Liz crushed that, you know, in match one this week, mm -hmm. and then to see this in match three, to see the barbarian, so they don't have to think like that's more than surface level, basically. right? Exactly, more than surface level. That's that's round one, round two. Let's take it up a notch because that's one thing where again we also got to start thinking about what category are you going after, because you got to like 
Liz goes after SNL movies. How many times has SNL movies been picked? Once? Maybe once in yeah, round two? I think so. Maybe? Yeah, once, twice, maybe. And ever. I, maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember it mm. being, and I think even it being like a round, a round three category even is more likely. But that's a surface level stuff now, right? This is the first batch of questions to come out of SNL movies. So it's going to be the first questions, you know, I don't know if that's how the questions work, but if that's the first batch of questions, it's probably going to be the first ones that you wrote. And so that's the first stuff you come up with. It's probably going to be the surface level deep cut stuff, which is, you know, trivial for most people that are, you know, caring about movies mm -hmm. and getting into round three. That's kind of where we see this going, you know, with the it chapter two question, Whitney's able to get two point easy, two points back. Murdoch on the A team. Couldn't pull it. I, I even said everyone else but yeah. him. Yeah, I said so Bradley um, Cooper. I said Bradley Cooper, yeah. Liam Neeson's though, and then uh, I, 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 who is it? Who was who plays Murdoch? Uh, it was that the South African guy. I forgot his name. Yeah, that, uh, I did write it down one second. Let me get it. Uh, it is Sholto Copley. Yeah, Copley. Yeah, 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 Copley. Like yeah. And then the five pointer nails it, just like Robert nails. Kevin Klein, he goes, oh, that's the apartment. Yeah, <laughs> Naturally. That, yeah. <laughs> like, right, that's a two-pointer. So that's kind of what we see sometimes is that the five-pointer is either like, you know it, you got to think yeah. about it, or, nah, fam, this ain't it. <laughs> it's kind of the three levels of the showdown. You can actually use all three of yours to get to the answer. You either know it off the bat, or you just check out. And you're like, oh, cool, I'm done now. Throwing it back over to the Barbarian. To only ask the Barbarian to answer is two and the three. That's that's not that's no bueno. That's, that's just no bueno with the way this guy's playing right now. Yeah, little T ball there with Mark Wahlberg and the Departed, mm -hmm. and then two Tarantino films with Tim Roth. I mean, come on, yeah. take a pick. Yeah, like come take on. a pick, take a pick. Yeah, exactly. Take a pick. Are you here? You playing this game? You missed that question. And you playing this game? We got problems. Like, we got real problems. Yep. If you can't pull <laughs> Reservoir Dogs and or anything else, I was the Hateful Eight, uh, uncut from. Uh, uh once upon a time in hollywood yep i'm real mad we didn't get to see him once upon a time in hollywood that was oh yeah true but disappointed i hope one day we can get the uh the ads you know that the director <laughs> well could you what else goes in that movie is it's already like 245 what's it gonna Go be like three th oh could you imagine three hour 30 cut of that movie oh my god <laughs> what's more horseback riding can we actually yeah. get to see manson that'd be nice i'd like to yeah. see manson a little bit that'd be, mm. be kind of cool yeah whitney's just not having it man Wait, i could tell but this is, again, one of those things we kind of saw with Jericho and make a quick comparison. Whitney tasted victory. He knows mm -hmm. where he messed up, right? Like, to only miss one question in round one, you passed my test. Congratulations, you're in. Mm -hmm. so round two, just got thrown some bones, man. That spy movies category is hard. It's well, too, broad. Too, it's too, too broad. broad. Yeah, as soon exactly as they landed saying. that, I was like, oh, man. Uh, should have too broad because you DiCaprio, can get anything. Right? right, you could get it right. Should have stuck with DiCaprio because you know exactly what we're focused 20 on. movies 25 it's mental movies, i think yeah. that's that's got to be something managers 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 if you're watching the show free advice please speak to your players about this like you will score more points if you stay away from the broader care the broader categories i compared it to chance last week box like chance last week he's sitting there with inner geekdom like i don't know if you remember this box but the dude just won the Inner Geekdom tournament. So logically, you're sitting there thinking, oh, my man's going to run this. No, it's a hard category to just answer four random as fuck questions about. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not pulling a Star Trek question, a Lord of the Rings question, a Harry Potter question, and then the mask. Yeah. You're like, that's my brain going in like 12 different, like 12 different areas. Yeah. And he obviously, I mean, 
not obviously, but like he wasn't, you know, studying as hard for that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. Whitney then realizing like, that's just stuff you got to learn, right? Stuff that comes from experience. So if you're Whitney, you think he's more suited for teams? Uh, yeah, overall. I mean, he has obviously had a lot more success in teams, you know, because what he's owing three now and four. But like I said, I mean, I've said it a few times now. Um, owing three, yeah. I just want to see him have a run, have a run against, um, you know, where he's the favorite. Why is he always the underdog? You know, there's the, the league is so big now where he can kind of uh, play against a playing match, play someone who someone else who has a losing record, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, and then he, if he gets a win there, he has momentum going in against the kind of higher ranks player. Um, so yeah, that's just the kind of only real way through for these for these guys that are kind of 0 and 2, 0 and 3, 0 and 4. So I'll throw this to you and then we'll kind of uh wrap up with a little preview mm-hmm. of tonight's match. Okay. Um if your chance, how scared are you that the barbarian's gonna beat Bibiani? Because I know Chance wants Bibiani. Let's make something very yeah. clear here. He wants Bibiani. This is bigger than the singles tournament. This is, you know, this is about checking some boxes. There's a little red in my ledger, right? He's got some red in his ledger, and he's got to clear it out. So, I mean, I'm kind of sitting here in this boat thinking Barbarian might actually be a bigger threat to Chance than Bibiani. Mm, maybe, maybe. Um, Just because we know less about him, you know? Yeah, we know less, much and less. that's presuming Barbarian is going to win that. Sorry, right. um uh, Bibiani. Bibiani. Uh, let's say he does then. I mean, I don't know. I think I would like to think Bibiani has too much experience for the Barbarian, but, you know, he does know obviously a lot of inner geekdom, uh, you know, and he's a good player himself. But um, if I was chance, I mean, I, I don't know. You've already got a win against the Barbarian. Um, you know, maybe play up on the mind games going into that because um, Bibiani, I think, is in singles is a more fearsome competitor uh, just out of the two for stylistically. But uh, but who knows? I mean, let's see where Bibiani, you know, how he does in that first singles match. I do expect him to come through that quite comfortably. Um, and then, yeah, if them two play each other, then we'll see. Um, but, you know, it's not going to be easy for chance against Liz Shannon Miller. You know, she played great. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, just for the kind of tension purposes and entertainment purposes, I would like chance against Bibiani absolutely okay so then tonight we got video drew going Mm -hmm. up against the return the return of one of the greatest singles competitors one of the greatest people in the history of this game absolutely Yodi Riley has returned to the showdown singles (laughs) division yeah let's go what color jacket is he gonna wear tonight black or red Oh, I think he's Better going black. with black. I would go black, yeah, I like black, black tonight. A little, black. little Death of Superman vibes, and he's going to come back in the Snyder Cut. That's what he should come back with, a little the Riley Cut. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. <laughs> Riley Cut, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm expecting it. Like You know, I, th- I, I said it like a month ago. I'm expecting he needs a, a big tournament. Um, I don't care how he wins, whether if he wins by one point, whether he wins by the five point, or whether someone else missed the five point. I do not care. Not, he needs a few wins to get kind of – because, you know, he got knocked out first round last – um, tournament as well so yeah he needs um some big performances um hopefully he gets one today yeah speaking and speaking of knockouts man he probably wanted to go up against mike kalinowski but if he gets this if he wins this match against video drew which is not going to be easy no. not going to be easy at all he's got to go up against scary perry mm-hmm. and man i mean scary right now man i mean she's on a she's creeping up to those one of you know one of those players that just has that base knowledge that you don't want to mess with and then when they study on top of it watch out and we'll see that 
we'll see how that plays out today, man. I'm super excited for this match. Yodi's one of my favorite players of all time. Been around Absolutely, since season yeah. one. Too, yeah. Original head. So I think that'll do it for this show. Overall, first, before we go, one last bit. John Barr, where in the world is Lon Harris? Take it away. I've got you now. Hey, wait a minute. You're not Lon Harris. You're you're the ultimate Shmoodown show audience. What what are you doing here in my not trap? I mean, I guess while you're here, I'll tell you a little bit about the match between Rachel Silvestrini and Liz Shannon Miller. A solid match, to be sure. This is one of those matches that Christian talks about where the TKO record doesn't really reflect how well the match was played. This was a solid match, especially coming out of round one where it was seven to six. Liz Shannon Miller of Swag only up one point over Rachel Silvestrini from the den. Rachel missed the last samurai question, which was Liz was able to hit. So it was very close coming out of that round one. And one point lead, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. What does mean something is round two categories. Rachel Silvestrini spun away from Nora Ephron and got 2010s and wasn't quite able to make it work for her. I get why she took the big swing with the Dark Tower question. You know, between Matthew McConaughey and Idris Alba Elba, it is sort of a 50-50 toss-up. Unfortunately, she chose the wrong one, which meant that Liz was able to get a big two-point steal already. Silvestrini only managed to get three of a possible eight points from this round, and Liz Shannon Miller was able to steal three points from her. That was that that made things a little bit bigger coming out of Rachel's round two, still at that same point deficit before Liz even spun, and then Liz spun Spinner's Choice. Liz is a great player, no question about it, but when you give a great player spinner's choice as well that's one of those things where you do have to ask the question yeah is she good but is this a match that is ultimately decided by luck by the fates themselves luck is important still don't get me wrong i mean you want to talk about the fates hercules had to beat the fates so that's not relevant at all to this Uh oh <laughs> liz shannon miller did get spinner's choice and she got a seven out of a possible eight points on snl movies a category that hasn't been spun a lot, so you could argue, oh, well, the questions are going to be a little bit easier. But when I try to think about knowing all the trivia about SNL movies and having to watch all the SNL movies, I'm not, I'm not too thrilled by that prospect, to be sure. But Liz was very thrilled by it because she was up 17-9 to at the end of round two. Pretty insurmountable lead, and unfortunately, Rachel was not able to close that gap. She had a very smart challenge with her three-pointer. Totally get why she did it. Who stars in the rhythm section is vague enough that it's not really clear who are the top two build stars. That's kind of where you get a little bit more specific. So the challenge was smart. It was also smart to strike the question from the record, which was the ruling. Obviously, if the challenge is about how the question was poorly worded, then a poorly worded question doesn't belong in a fair match of the Schmodown. Just like asking it wasn't fair to Rachel, having it count for Rachel isn't fair to Liz. It's a whole, it's a little confusing to understand. I think it's why Christian so often has to re-explain things with the Shmonam because it is a little bit harder to tell exactly what the logistics of everything are. But it was a smart ruling, and ultimately, 
as smart as the ruling was by Rachel, proving she knows how to play the game, no mistakes about it, she just wasn't able to take home this one. The Den is in an okay spot for the rest of this tournament. They do still have James White and Tom in the tournament, though obviously James White is going to be going up against William the Beast Bibiani after his playing match, so we'll have to see how long he's still in this tournament. Swag's chances, though, are still looking a little bit better. Frank Moran is out of the tournament, but Lon and Liz have now both made it past their round one matches, and Paul Yama is going to be facing newcomer Marisol McKee in his round one match, so... We'll see if he's able to take it home. Swag is now up by four points, which is huge. It means that they are back firmly in that number one spot in the faction rankings. But unfortunately, Corruption and Fidzok Exchange have some title chances coming up. And heck, even the quirky Mercs now in fourth place. They could maybe overtake Swag. So hopefully the folks that Swag still has in this tournament are able to take it home. Otherwise, they might be in a little bit of trouble. I've got you this time, Harris! Dang it! Ultimate Schmodown show, audience! A again? Really? Come on, gang! You're supposed to be smarter than that. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Jeff Snyder versus Robert Montano. Also a pretty solid round one tournament match, all things considered. Really no big upset here, no big story. This is just kind of another chapter in Sam Levine having a bad time as a manager. Uh, I think he's still the only faction that's trapped in those single-digit faction points, it's almost endearing, in a way, because back when he was an active player, in singles and teams, Sam was always looking pretty much unstoppable, but then since becoming a manager this year, he has been looking extremely stoppable. He seems like he's always been consistently putting all of his eggs into a singular player's basket, first with McWeeny, now with Ethan Irwin, arguably though, you know, I guess also with a, whoever their teammate might be, Andrew Guy, maybe Janine, so I guess two baskets. But Roxy has always kind of had her three main players locked in from the jump with this season. Alex Damon, Mark Andreco, and Jeff Snyder. And while Roxy is not topping the faction rankings, those three players have definitely been putting the work in for her, as we see in this match. Round one, Snyder was able to hit seven out of a possible eight points. Not perfect, but still very good. And then Robert vibes very well with Sam's energy, I think has been a nice complimentary energy that made this match fun to watch and just their manager-player dynamic. But Robert was only able to hit four of a possible eight points. And that's a pretty significant deficit coming out of round one. A little bit harder to close that gap. But I did want to talk about round two because I thought round two was super interesting especially on Robert's behalf, because both players hit five of their possible eight points, and Robert got opponent's choice. It's sort of similar to what I was talking about in the last match, where sometimes the, the fates can sometimes define a match if you get either spinners or opponent's choice, but that wasn't the case for Robert. Robert was Hercules. Now that metaphor actually does work, and I was smart for bringing it up earlier. Both got five of a possible eight points with Robert having Thrillers and then Snyder having Eddie Murphy. The one caveat to put in there is that Jeff was able to get a one-point steal over Robert. Robert was not able to do the same with Snyder and that Dream Girls question, but the lead was not made that much bigger coming out of round two, and that is a testament to how well Robert played that round. That said, 13 to nine going out of round two, Robert was not able to pull Woody Harrelson, which I, I, I'm not going to give him too much crap for that, you know, because it happens to the best of us. 
We can all make fun of them, but we've all had those moments where we're trying to think of Gina Davis, but the only name we can come up with is Glenn Close, because it's a G. They're not the same actors at all, but it's that, that, that RG. Sometimes it trips us up. It happens. He just was not able to hit enough of his round three questions. He did hit his five-pointer, so he did not get TKO'd, but Snyder was able to hit his two-pointer pretty easily, so unfortunately, that was that. Uh, certainly Robert played a fun game and did not play like a bad game. I, I know leading with, oh, he played a fun game makes it sound like I'm trying to throw a lot of shade at him. I'm not. He did good, all things considered, especially with that round two. But Roxy and Jeff Snyder, they make it work. And while the usual suspects are still at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the faction rankings, Rockstars are now up three points and decidedly above the Drukes. They're still, you know, in that kind of like bottom half of the factions, but the, every little bit helps, especially since now Roxy does have two of her four players guaranteed to be moving forward with both Jim Veveda and David Del Rio being knocked out. It's two of the three players that she has cared the most about, the two players that she has arguably built her career as a manager on, so it makes sense that these two are moving forward and could very easily do some damage and really help the Rockstars move up the rankings. All right, Harris, I triangulated your location based on every vlog you've put up since this season went digital. I've been able to find your exact location, trace where you would be going outside at precisely what time, so I know that it's you under this bag! <sighs> Ultimate Schmodown Show audience, I want to make it clear, I am both mad and disappointed. Barbarian versus Whitney Seibold, I think this match went the way most everybody was expecting it to, in that, yes, Barbarian did get the win, but it was not an easy win for Barbarian. Whitney's just one of those players who puts on solid performances and isn't able to quite get it over the finish line and get the win, but it was a hard-fought match. Of all of the three matches that we've been talking about, this is the one that started off with the closest neck-and-neck -neck race between these two players, 7-7. Seven to seven. Neither were able to hit the Copland question, which was more surprising for Barbarian just because he's been one of those shutout players since he joined up this season. So 7-7, seven to seven, really, truly anyone's game. But then we get into round two, and that's always the one where, you know, your fate is then in a little bit more of just what the wheel has in store. For the Barbarian, that was a category he felt very confident in, which is Oscars after he spun away from Scorsese. He was able to get a seven-point lead over Whitney with his round two performance. Seven out of a possible eight points. That's crazy. And then Seibold got spy films, a category he did not feel super comfortable with. He unfortunately had a point stolen away from him by the Barbarian with that Red Sparrow multiple point question. Barbarian was not able to get the Casino Royale steal away from Whitney, but that was a big two-point miss by Whitney that really could have made things even scarier for Whitney, but he managed to get four out of a possible eight points in round two, which meant that he was down by four points going out of round two, Barbarian up 15 to 11. Whitney then hit his It Chapter 2 two-pointer, which I had to look at my notes again and really read that very carefully because that did trip me up. He did then miss his A-Team three-pointer, a question that I would have missed as well, and I think I saw that movie in theaters, and, you know, to my defense, I was like a middle schooler when that movie came out in theaters because I'm a baby, 
and I thought it was good because I had a baby's palate. What do you want from me? <laughs> Even I probably would have missed it having seen it in theaters. But then Whitney was able to hit his The Apartment 5-pointer, so no kind of KO on the table. But then Barbarian only had to hit his 2-pointer and his 3-pointer, and that he did, which meant that the Finstock Exchange got three more points. Finstock Exchange, a faction that has been up there in the rankings pretty much since this year began. They've been faltering a little bit just as other factions really find their footing and get legs up on them in one division or another. So Founding Fathers, excuse me, the Finstock Exchange needed this one, especially because now the Founding Fathers don't have their titles anymore. Uh, obviously, Ben Bateman, Dan Merle are going to be going up against each other for the singles title match, so that's going to be some nice points for them as well. But they did really want to make sure that their players were able to get through in this tournament, especially since Sabrina, unfortunately, did not win her play-in match. With the Barbarian now making it through round one, that's a nice guarantee for the Finstock Exchange that they're going to have some more chances for points after the title match is said and done, because there's no guarantee that... I mean, obviously, there's a guarantee that the Finstock Exchange is going to get points from that match, but it's hard to say for sure exactly whether... Corruption will be able to get some more points on them with their team's title match, whether the Quirking Mercs is just going to keep closing that gap, and what other factions are going to do some damage in this tournament. So it's good that they still have Barbarian in place, and we'll see how Roka and Riley do in their round one matches coming up. And then, you know, the the Droogs aren't a tough one. Uh, once again, Jader is kind of being the, the saving grace of this faction, as some of us were worried he might be. He's a solid player. I, I kind of wish that Ken had chosen either Alonzo or Whitney and then paired them up with Jader because I think that would have made for a slightly better rounded team. But that said, with a one-on-one -on -one record, deep, uh, deep 13. Is that that? Yeah, that's Deep 13. There's so many teams. Uh, <laughs> deep 13 is going to be a ranked team, not going into this totally fresh. So that is probably going to work in their advantage. And Alonzo and Whitney, both solid players who proved that in their singles tournament matches, although both of them lost. Uh, good match had by all. We'll see what it means for the factions as we get closer to the end of round one in this tournament. You gotta stop falling in the traps, audience. You just gotta stop. We're back. John. Hope you find him sometime before 8 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. Let me say that again. 8 o'clock Eastern PM. P PM. That's PM time. Okay. Not AM. All right. I'll, I might I might not be awake yet. Boggs. It's always a pleasure sitting down with you, man. We're going to have to shut it down here, dude. We're going to have to shut it down today. And we'll be back mm -hmm. tomorrow for our live show. With the delinquent. With the delinquent himself, Lon Harris. So please, it's gonna please. be fun, guys. Oh my God! If you if you've enjoyed it, where do you think he's gonna be? I don't know. Hopefully, John's found him, or Don has found him, or Peanut has found him. Someone's found it. I don't care. I don't care where he is. Lon, you be here. I'm looking forward to to you. I'm gonna try not to laugh in your face too much because you're hilarious. But I try and compose myself for that and get get some good questions for you. Well, folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Ultimate Schmodown Show. I'm Colin. That's Boggs. We'll be back tomorrow. Follow us at TUSS Pod. Oop, this way. Follow us at TUSS Pod. And we will be back tomorrow. We'll see you later, folks.